welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Can I jump straight in? Uh, title to my message this morning is Power Shift and it came as I was preparing, praying, a bit over a week ago actually because I've had a couple of weeks off in, in, in speaking. But as I began to look at the title Power Shift, because of my upbringing, I could not get away from this thought growing up. Um, we had tractors on the farm and and for years dealing with the old tractor until you got a new one. And I can remember this time, I don't know, it might have been seven or eight, we got a new tractor. Um, doesn't matter what it was because it probably won't mean much to most of you. Okay, it was a Massey Ferguson 165 and it had power shift. I remember exactly. Um, and had lots of Massey Fergusons prior to this one, but never had one with power shift. And then all the ones that came after came with power shift. First it was a lever, then it was a button as technology grew. But here was the whole thing. You could be, whether you were ploughing, seeding or harvesting, you learned what speed you needed to go and what gear you needed to go in um, for each of those disciplines. And once you got everything set, the depth set, everything set right, you could then be confident to go into power shift, which would give you a faster rate, greater productivity. Are you with me? It's almost like in the in the normal gear, you would set everything up and make sure you're on track and everything's right, depth is right, we're producing the right thing out the back of the implement. But then once you were set and confident, you could go into power shift. I want to start talking to you this morning further about the anointing of God and how that gets on your life. And for me, it's like when the anointing gets on you, it's like that power shift. Your, your whole productivity, everything goes to a whole new level once the anointing of God gets on your life. There are things that you can do in the natural, but once the supernatural empowerment of God gets on you, it goes to a whole new level. Now, Jesus told a story, parable of the kingdom in Matthew chapter 25, and it was actually about the end times because if you kind of go back to chapter 24, he was talking about what it would like be like in the end times. And actually the, the warning is in the last part of chapter 24 before we read this verse. And he says, you know what? The Son of Man is coming back at a time that will be unexpected. And as a result of that, we should all live our lives in the space, in the understanding that He could come back today. And as a result, we should always be ready. And then in the very next portion, He talks about the fact that it's possible that 50% of the church will not be ready when He returns. It's possible that 50% of the Christians at the time will not have enough ability, spiritual authority in their world to get through the darkness to meet with the Lord, which is scary, don't you think? Now, I don't think the numbers are gonna turn out like that because Jesus gave us insight for it. But let me read it to you in uh, the second verse of Matthew 25. Five of them were foolish, speaking of the five virgins, and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Let me pray with you. Father, today, in the moments that we have, cause our hearts as we open them up to You, cause our hearts to receive what You have for us regarding a power shift. 
that we understand today that all authority and all power comes from You. But God, You have invested it in us. Let us understand that today in Jesus' Name. When you look at the oil in this portion of Scripture, it is obviously a representation of the Holy Spirit, the anointing or the empowerment of God. Can I remind you this morning that the word Christ, when we call upon Christ as Lord, the word Christ literally means the anointed one and His anointing. Wherever you go in Scripture, it can completely change your perspective and your understanding if you realise wherever Jesus Christ shows up, it is talking about God's anointed one and His anointing. When you look at this portion of Scripture, the story of the 10 virgins, you notice that the wise followers carry extra oil. The oil gets them through the darkness. You can only burn oil from your own lamp. If you read the story that those that didn't have enough in their lamp, they actually went to those who had full lamps and they wanted oil from them. It's kind of like it is when pressure gets on, when when it's, when it, when it, pandemic hits the world, Christians go to other Christians, could you pray for me? Could you help me? And I'm not saying we shouldn't, but you know what I'm saying, huh? You can only burn oil from your own lamp. You can't burn oil from somebody else's lamp. You gotta have enough yourself to get through the darkness. You gotta have enough yourself to see clearly spiritually. You've gotta put the oil in yourself. The, the anointing talks about ability, and authority. It's not just one or the other, it's both. There's a, there's a spiritual power, there's a spiritual ability and authority that God wants to give to you. There's at least seven levels of the anointing. I know we have an understanding of the anointing, but you know what? There's an anointing at the level of your calling. There's an anointing for tribulation and for testing. There's an anointing of authority. At, at the calling level, your gift has been given for His glory. And I think that in times past, we've misunderstood and thought that we could use the anointing for anything that we want, but actually the anointing is given for a kingdom purpose, for a spiritual purpose, for a spiritual insight and understanding for all of us. There's an anointing for gifting. There's, an, there's, there's a level of the anointing to, to deal with demonic princes. It's a weapon in warfare. There's a, level at the, there's a level of the anointing for nations. The Bible says that there's coming a day where every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess. And that's across the nations, across the world. And then finally, there's, an, there's a level of the anointing that will override and overpower death. And the sting of death is swallowed up by it. For all of us, we've all come into the kingdom. And if you haven't yet, you can today. We've come into the kingdom because we responded to a call to repent. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says, repent and be baptised. The end of the verse is part of the beginning of the verse. That's kind of an obvious statement. But when we come to Christ, we, we repent, we change our lives. Our lives are changed by God as we turn to Him. And then we're transformed as we're baptised. Baptism literally means a saturation. We are saturated with kingdom. But the final part of it is to receive 
the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can I remind you that it is your inheritance at salvation to receive the Holy Spirit as the empowerment of God. That those, like those wise virgins, we are burning oil that has been provided for us. We're not doing this whole journey based upon our own power. And so as we look at that today, I'm just captivated by the reality that there are at least seven ways for us to receive the Holy Spirit after we have been baptised by the Holy Spirit. That's after we've received that initial gift of the Holy Spirit. There's at least seven ways for us to receive. And I wanna run through them real quickly because I believe like there are seven levels to the anointing, there are seven ways to receive because wherever we go, we need to be able to stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you noticed? that you leak? Have you noticed that your, your, your tank can run down low spiritually? But God has provided us places and spaces for us to be plenished and receive the Holy Spirit at a new level. I'm thinking about Ephesians that says, do not, do not be drunk with wine, which will lead to debauchery in the old translation, but be filled by the Spirit. And that is a continual thing. It's a repetitive thing. So the first place we're going to look at this morning, there's going to be some Scriptures come on the screen behind me. Um, One of the ways that you can receive the Holy Spirit is by a minister of the Spirit breathing on you. Sounds weird, huh? But but don't, don't... Put, point that at me or don't point it at someone like Benny Hinn or someone else that you might have seen. The reality is it started first in John 20, first 25, I think it's up there. But Jesus breathed on them and the disciples received the Holy Spirit. Now, if you try and work this out with your intellect, you'll just go, like ready, ready to receive. Oh, you just got the Holy Spirit. It's like, but, but here's the reality. It is, it is a law that has been set by the anointed one ministering His anointing. And so He breathed on them and they received. I don't know about you, but if I was standing in front of Jesus and He breathed on me and said, receive, I reckon I'd be gone. I'd be full. I'd be overflowing. You know, and, and we're looking at these things this morning because the Bible says very clearly that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And can I put a word of warning out there for some of you? There are those people that just receive this way so well and so good and don't take away from their faith by saying that's a load of this or a load of that. Be very careful with your words. Can I remind you that Jesus said that we will be judged for every idle word, but most importantly, when it comes to someone else receiving from God, let them receive the way they know how to receive. And you know what? Maybe keep your heart open because maybe some of the other ways have stopped working for you for whatever reason or they've brought you to a certain level, but but don't discount the fact that God is going to use another channel to get more of His anointing into your life. The Bible says that the anointing is the thing that lifts off the burden and destroys the yoke. The Bible says that the anointing can deal with the devil in a moment. And you know, you can wrestle and struggle for weeks and months. The the anointing can come along and just deal with it there and then. Second way we're going to look at is you can receive from someone praying for you to receive. It's there in Acts chapter 8 and verse 15. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. And you know what? More than ever before, we need to be conscious of the fact that there are people that have just come to Christ in our connect groups, just come to Christ in our church. And what they need more than anything, more than counselling, 
more than psychology. Hello, somebody. They need to receive the Holy Spirit and we need to know how to pray for them confidently and boldly to receive. Third way they can that you can receive the Holy Spirit is through the laying on of hands. And I just love the fact that Acts 8, 8, 817 says that Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. And I know that we're living in a COVID safe kind of space and place, but I wanna tell you that there are many times when isolation was the order of the day back in the days of Jesus. I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood and she was supposed to be socially isolated. She was supposed to stay at home. She wasn't supposed to be out, but she came and pushed through the crowd and broke the law. And I'm not telling you to break the law and I'm not telling you to be crazy, but I am saying this, don't you be looking sideways at someone that's laying hands on someone in this season, if both are in agreement, the power of God can move and should move and it should mess with our intellect. I believe in the power of the anointing more than the power of someone smart up in government or down in the medical industry. And I love both industries. Well, I love all the people in them. But we have been given a weapon. Hello, someone. We have been given a weapon that is supernatural. You can't work it out with your intellect. It is an issue of faith. Faith comes by hearing this morning. If someone's gonna breathe on you and say, receive the Holy Spirit, then receive the Holy Spirit. If someone's gonna pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit, you can receive. But you know what? There is an impartation by the laying on of hands. That's another way that you can receive the anointing into your life. Listen to me. I was at a connect with men a couple of weeks ago and I just asked this question, what do you think is most important for you right now in the marketplace? And each one of them said basically the same thing. You know what? I need the anointing of God present in my everyday work and business so that I can do the thing that God has called me to do. More than ever before, I need the confidence and the boldness to lay hands and pray for people there in that moment because I know that's gonna make the difference. Number four, it's interesting that it says here, Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. And the fourth way is through the preaching, through listening to preaching with an open and expectant heart. It's really interesting. I think God understands the different personality types and profiles that are present today. And some people are going to go, you know what, that's just moving into my personal space. You're not going to lay hands on me for, for me to receive. Uh, you, I don't want you moving into my personal space, but you know what, while I'm sitting here listening to the preaching, my heart is open, I can sense the anointing of God, the presence of God coming into my life. And you know what, that's okay also. That they, they may not be a frozen, chosen Christian just because they're sitting in their seat receiving and they don't wanna come to the front. They can receive right where they are. And maybe that takes even more faith. Maybe that takes a bigger heart. Maybe that takes more capacity for that to take place. Let's leave people free to receive wherever they are. But more than ever before, I want to use every single channel possible to get the presence of God, the anointing of God, the power of God into people's lives. I want to use every space I can to receive. If there's seven levels that I got to walk through in the anointing and trust God for, then I, I'm thankful that there's seven ways that I can receive also. That if I'm at home and I can't get to church, I can turn the TV on, give it all my intention, put on live streaming and receive what God has for me because that's a way that God has made available. The fifth way is pretty powerful. Luke chapter four and verse 14, 
talks about Jesus returning from Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about Him spread quickly through the whole region. What you don't see in that verse is what happened previously. But here's the fifth way that you can receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, more oil for your lamp, and that is by overcoming the enemy. Jesus overcame the enemy in the, in the wilderness there and He overcame the enemy the way every single one of us needs to overcome the enemy through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's the, three, the big three, that every time you overcome lust of the eyes. And, and it's not about the obvious stuff with lust. You, know, it could, you could be lusting after a dress or a pair of shoes, girls. Or a new set of golf clubs, boys. It can be in any zone, but it's this thing that enters your eyes and you just got to go after it. And no matter what, I've got to have it. You know what? When Every time you overcome the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. I'm so amazed at how judgmental Christians can become and then they can't just overcome the lust of the flesh, which mainly is connected, I think, to the refrigerator and the pantry. Oh, let's move on for that one. Yeah, let's quickly bump on from that one. Uh, or oh, Netflix. Oh, let's move on from that one. But you know what? Every time you... Oh, who said motorbikes? It's just heresy. <laughs> Absolute heresy. Get them out of here. Oh, no. <laughs> but every time you overcome the enemy, it, it, takes, it takes spiritual discipline and focus to overcome the enemy. And, and God knows that. And every time you overcome Him, He will replenish you by His Spirit. He will fill you up again. He's not gonna leave you dry after a battle. He's gonna make sure that your lamp is full if you'll engage in that battle. Number six is asking God in prayer. How obvious is that? Luke chapter 11, verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Why don't you take a moment now? Just go there now. Father, thank You that as we, in this moment, take time out right across this auditorium, every one of us come before You. God, You said each of us needs to come to You and repent and be baptised. You said when we do our part, Lord God, You do our, Your part and pour out fresh oil into our lives. I pray that as we come to You and ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us that God, you would respond to hearts moving towards you in faith. In Jesus' name. And then finally, you know, as you receive the seventh way that we can receive is through corporate prayer and worship. And for me personally, this is like one of the most powerful fuel stations for the presence of God. Acts 2, 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was four verses into a culmination, a climax in the gathering in the upper room, 10 days of prayer and worship before God. And God poured out something supernatural transformed and changed the world. In fact, if that moment didn't happen, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today the way that we are. 
And that is how God pours out His Spirit. And you know what? You cannot underestimate the power of what God can do in a corporate time of prayer and worship. Something shifts and changes. You felt it during worship. But you know what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you come into church next time and we're about to kick off with praise and worship, don't be distracted by your phone. Don't be distracted by the person that you came with. Get into the presence of God yourself and realise that God is pouring into your soul soul, into your spirit, His anointing so that your lamp can be full. Make no mistake about it. Jesus was sending a warning to the church. Don't think that you can do this thing called following Christ and being a disciple with your lamp half empty. Your lamp needs to be filled to overflowing. You don't need it overflowing so you can give it to somebody else. You need it overflowing so that you can stand and having done all to stand, continue to stand. You need to have your lamp full because there are battles ahead of you that you are not prepared for unless you've got the oil in your lamp. You need your lamp full because you as a father and as a leader need to bring a presence into the room when you come home that your children recognise and actually become addicted to. They say, you know what, I'm able to follow him because I see something on dad's life that I don't see on the teacher's life and I don't see on the coach's life, you need your lamp full because God wants to take you to a new level in your calling, a new level of authority in your own leadership life. And it's not done by your intellect. It's not done by your experience. It's not done by your ability. It's done by the anointing of God. The anointing can lift up burdens. It can destroy yokes. The anointing makes the difference. God is pouring out His Spirit now. He wants your gift to be used for His glory. And I sense that God is calling us back to a clear reminder in that, that we've, we've called our gifts our gifts, but they're not our gifts. They're His really. He gave them to us and He wants us to use them for His glory. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.